Welcome to The Main Ingredient. I'm Kevin Bergen. With the rapid growth of the craft beer industry in Winnipeg, it's only fitting to have a couple of people who have dedicated their time to getting all the information about local craft beer and beyond. Please welcome the hosts of the Pints and Growlers podcast, the Wit Beer Watchdog or the Wit Beer Warden, Brian Lataki. Howdy. And the Sultan of Cezanne, Kevin Wiersma. How you doing? Excellent. How are you? I'm excellent. Thanks for having us. No problem. Um, gentlemen, first of all, you brought beer. Thank you very much. Uh, this is my first time trying beer, just so you know. Oh, good, good. I've, I've never had beer before. That's what we're here for. Yeah. Perfect, perfect. Uh, what is a Pints and Growlers podcast? So the Pints and Growlers podcast pretty much was born out of uh, our love for beer, but the main thing was that we really love drinking beer, but we didn't know a lot about beer. So we decided that uh, we were going to make a podcast so we would actually go to breweries, talk to brew owner or brewery owners and brewmasters, and ask them questions that pretty much that we've always wanted to know. Sometimes people do things for certain reasons, which is, I love the reason that you did that. It's kind of like a learning thing for you and the information you learn you're going to put in a podcast. Sometimes people would think, well, you've got to be an expert in beer. And you're, you know, you're using your expertise to go in and ask questions about beer. Do, do you get that a lot of time from people thinking that you are beer experts? Well, oh, I'm, sure, I'm sure you've learned a lot now. Oh, for sure. Um, I know when we started, we I think in the first episode we did with... Uh, Matt Wolf and, and Perry from Torque. Love those um, two. I love Matt Wolf. That's my homeboy right there. Oh, they're great. Yeah. Um, but we called ourselves Beer Dumb, kind of jokingly on the show. <laughs> um, I think Kevin and I both have always grown up, and since craft beer kind of exploded, uh, we both always were huge, huge fans. And both of us, as we would travel the world, would stop in and try to find craft beer spots and buy local. Um, so as we kind of learned and we did this podcast, we have learned more. I know I definitely still have people come up to me being like, you know, all things about beer. And I'm like, no, I know nothing. Like it's, there's so many times where we'll sit down and uh, a, a brewmaster will mention a specific yeast or grain. And we're like, yeah, that's totally, I know that. That is a word I have heard, but you know, you just kind of go with it and enjoy the conversation. But I mean, beer is such a subjective thing. I mean, I, we have eight beers in front of us and you might like one and hate seven. And I know, for a fact, I like seven of these. I haven't had the eighth, so we'll see where that rolls. Uh, you know what? Even if I don't like a beer, I always try it again to make sure I don't like it, and I usually end up kind of liking it the second time. You know what I'm saying? That's actually one of the rules that we we pre preach pretty heavily on uh, on the podcast is the you know the, the the two beer rule. You may have a beer once and absolutely hate it. You might have it the second time because it really depends. On a how you're feeling that day, Fully. what you had to eat prior. Mm -hmm. uh, I can tell you, double IPAs and Indian food um, do not mix. For the for the record, it's that double IPA <laughs> yes, right there that, that right I specifically there. brought. It's fine. We don't have any food in here, guys. No problem. That takes a lot of research to know that kind of little thing, right? It does. Yeah, <laughs> a lot of tasting and beer research. I love you guys already. <laughs> how do you guys know each other? We uh, actually we both had podcasts that we started um, that were separate from this podcast. Uh, the first one was mine podcast, uh, which is the On the Tools podcast, which is. Uh, for tradesmen, uh, about tradesmen, and pretty much, you know, talking about anything to do with the trades. Uh, we talk about beer, uh, fishing, tools, pretty much, you know, lots of lots of guy stuff or anything that people would be very interested in um, if they're in the trades. And then Brian has his podcast. Yeah, I review uh, I review movies. It's called Talking Movies with Brian Lataki. Um, I grew up being a huge movie fan. Uh, you might be able to tell by my Indiana Jones tattoo, but uh, I've always been a huge fan of uh, of movies, and I got the opportunity to start 
reviewing movies and did it. And then one day we were going to a movie. We got on the same uh, uh, podcast network and Kevin hit me up and said, "We're I, I see you're going to a movie. I want to go. Can I can I meet you? And I was like, yeah, let's go. Hang on, hang on. You guys knew each other then? No. You did no, not know each no, other? No, we didn't know each other. So you, out of nowhere, you're on the same podcast network. Yeah. yeah. You don't know him. Yeah. You've obviously listened to his podcast. Yep. You think, hey, seems like a cool guy. Hey, I'll join you for that movie. Well, uh, I am a massive movie buff myself. Yep. So I, I knew that we could swap, you know, shop talk, I guess, when it comes to movies. So right, right. It, uh, yeah, it was pretty much the love of movies that brought us together and then beer. <laughs> yeah. And then, yeah, so Kevin. I love you too. <laughs> Kevin jokingly, well, I, th- I thought he was joking. He uh, he made a comment about how he wanted to start a craft beer podcast. And I was like, oh, cool. Yeah, I'll be your co-host. Sounds good. And he was like, okay, sounds good. And I was like, oh, this is happening. Uh, so, yeah, no, and then it just, it rolled from there. So we we had our first meeting over at Brazen Hall where we sat down and. That's a good meeting place. Oh, and, and delicious food, delicious beer. So you get everything. And, um, yeah, we just hammered out a an outline for what we wanted to do and then pretty much after that it's just been uh, from the seat of our pants whatever breweries we can get in touch with that we have connections with or we just cold hit people up and walk in and we've had it's been super receptive i mean if for for people that don't know the craft beer uh world everybody is so amazing and so nice and so helpful to not only us as podcasters but to each other um, okay, you know what? Look, we can't sit here and not taste beer. So let's let's choose a beer that we're going to sip, sip I say, and uh, and and talk about before we actually get into the our your beer critique, oh, your beer, beer review, your beer corner, if you will. I know you guys have <laughs> have gone to a few places. We've we've been we've we've traveled and and uh, it's funny. I I was listening to one of your. Uh, one of your episodes on my way here, just because it was uh, somebody that we've also sat down with, uh, Darren from Winnipeg Brew Works. Darren, I love Darren. Oh, he's the best. He's a, he's, yeah, he's a great guy, right? Uh, yo, I, Darren is, uh, if you ha- guys haven't met Darren anytime you go to any beer event, Darren is is the big guy that's standing back there that is willing to pour a little bit more than you're supposed to get into your cup. And that's perfect. Let's cheers Happy right to. Let's cheers. Not typical, uh, not typical beer glasses, but... <laughs> You know, it's okay. It it works. <laughs> does it hold the beer? Yeah, it does hold the beer. It works. And it works. It works to get drinkable. it into my mouth. So, yes. <laughs> um, so uh, this beer is a Star Stuff American Pale Ale from uh, Devil May Care. Uh, this is a beer that I recommend to a lot of people because I'm a big, big fan of American Pale Ales, and the reason why is I like the balance of. You know, cool, crisp beers that also are a little bit hoppy, but not too hoppy. And the reason why I always recommend that that beer in particular is because it doesn't matter what time of day it is. doesn't matter if it's snowing, uh, if it's 40 degrees outside. It's, you know, it's a year-round beer, and it just tastes so good. Before you guys started this, did you know how to describe the beers you liked? No. not Well, sort of, but not really, no. It's, uh, my palate has for sure changed doing this podcast because it's uh, we've we've had a joke uh, an ongoing joke that we've had with uh with the wives about uh what are we going to do when we run into a beer that we don't like and we've been very 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 lucky thus far because we've liked everything we've had um but no it's 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 a challenge because like i said beer is a very subjective thing so you might get some flavors off of the beer that i will never taste uh, I know this specific beer, and I love Star Stuff. This is 
easily one of the most crushable beers I think made in Winnipeg um, is I get a lot of fruit. I get a lot of mango in this beer, uh, which is the first flavor I taste yeah. before I taste anything else. Mm. Uh, I know when people talk about bitterness and, and IBU and we talk about this on our show on how it's a meaningless number. Um, this this is a fairly high IBU numbered beer, but I get no bitterness. I This is almost a fruit beer to me. What's IBU in this? 30. Really? Yeah. So it's, uh, like I said, it's, it's nice middle of the road, mm-hmm. but it tastes closer to 20. Even though we have this discussion a lot, is that uh, IBUs is kind of an arbit- arbitrary number. Mm-hmm. IBUs is more based off of the um, the chemical composition of the bitterness that's in the beer. However, depending on how that beer is made and at what kind of hops are used, de- de- depending on um, when it's being made, it will be a lot more subtle, I guess you could say. Whereas some beer, uh, other beers will have a lower IBU, will have the same IBU, but it'll taste way, way more bitter. It all depends on how they're made. But that actually reminds me, because you said how crushable this beer is. Yeah. So I was actually uh, brewing a batch of Star Stuff with the, with uh, Colin and Steve from um, Devil May Care not too long ago. And Steve was saying how much he hates the term crushable. He's like, crushable, it's not a word. It's not a word at all. So pretty much the rest, for the rest of the day, me and, me and Colin just kept saying, he's like, oh, man. This beer's so crushable. Hey, isn't this a crushable stout? It's a Spe- pretty speedy drinkable. Do you prefer that, drinkable. Steve? I'm sorry. <laughs> I, think, I think the proper beer term is uh, it's a sessionable beer. Oh yeah, sessionable. Yes, sessionable. I like crushable better. Yeah, yeah crushable. Yeah. That sounds better. You know, we're gonna take a little break, and then we're gonna return here on the main ingredient with Kevin and Brian from the uh, Pints and Growlers podcast, and we're gonna talk more about beer. We're gonna talk about the beer that you guys have have, have uh, brought with you. Okay, here on the main ingredient on 680 CJOB. Hey everybody, welcome back to The Main Ingredient. Kevin Bergen here. I have Kevin and Brian from the Pints and, Bra- and, Growl- Pints and Growlers podcast. I can't speak today. Maybe it's too much beer. <laughs> no, it's not enough beer. Not enough beer, yeah. <laughs> That's got to be it. Um, let's remind everybody of the beer that we are have opened and are sampling right now. We sampled it? I thought I, I thought we finished sampling it. <laughs> this is uh, it's, uh, Star Stuff uh, Pale Ale from Devil May Care in Winnipeg. They brew out of Stone Angel on Pemina Highway. Um, where do you guys usually record? Uh, I have a studio that I've built in my house. It's Look not, at you go it, badass. Not as nice as this uh, studio. No, I didn't build this. <laughs> you don't have, you don't have uh, moving blankets hung up on the walls. So. Whatever works, as long as the end result sound-wise mm-hmm. is, is good. And I've listened to your podcast. It's good. Yeah, the other thing we've been doing and we did for a number of episodes this season is we actually hit the road and we headed to... Uh, out west to Alberta and through Saskatchewan, of course, because that's uh, how geography works. Was that a trip <laughs> just for the podcast, or were you guys going there anyway? Yes and no. Um, I'm very, very, very lucky, and my parents have a condo in Canmore. Mm-hmm. Um, so we were heading out for a bit of a vacation that turned into a working vacation, which turned out to be way more work than vacation. Um, but it worked out because that's how I've always traveled. I've always been the guy going into uh, trying to hunt down those local breweries and heading into them. So a lot of the spots that we stopped at were places that I had been before because it's uh, I like their beer and I buy it when I see it in the store. So Banff Avenue Brewing and um, Canmore Brewing and Sheepdog, uh, which was new at the time, but I had been to their outside of their building, were all places that I knew and I knew well. So it was 
very easy to transition into, hey, let's just go and talk to them now with a microphone in front of us. So Kevin, being the handyman that he is, built a wonderful uh, mic stand out of a tree stump that had fallen and almost destroyed his car. Uh, and we sat in brew hubs and, and interviewed people on the scene, I guess. Eight episodes in seven days. That's what I'm, that's, really? Yeah. And uh, so it was three. We did one day where we did three different breweries uh, in Calgary alone. And uh, Okay, so it's not the talking that I find to be the challenge. It's the, the, the drinking, the consumption of beer. like And be coherent. Totally. <laughs> right? So it's easy to, be, to talk to people on a casual basis. Like, you're not doing an interview. I'm just having a conversation. But now you have to record, you know, a show and actually make it good three breweries in what was the third one like how did you you know what i'm saying Ooh, that was a good one that oh, was that, uh that was that was loosey goosey <laughs> lot, yeah. lot, lot of bleeping on that one no no, <laughs> we, no. well we our ours is uh i mean it's a drinking podcast so i mean we're we're 18 plus but we can't force you um but we're at 88 brewing in calgary which is actually the head brewer is a guy who used to brew at uh fort gary his name's donovan fast mm-hmm. he's wonderful wonderful guy who was extremely welcoming to us um, but we went into 88 and we had just left uh, zero issue and inner city in Calgary and Donovan was, uh, very excited and very, uh, very helpful in terms of giving drinks. Uh, thankfully we had our designated drivers and I, uh, have to give a huge shout out to, uh, to Kevin's wife, Angela, and my girlfriend, Stephanie for, for agreeing, not really, they didn't have a choice, <laughs> yeah. but agreeing, yeah. a- agreeing in quotation marks to drive us around Calgary and back to Canmore for the yeah. 45 minute drive. Because, uh, yeah, we were a little bit, uh, lubricated for yeah. the drive. Lubricated is, is, is fairly accurate. Yeah. We're pretty lubricated. <laughs> <laughs> Those are good women right there. Um, the beer boutique. What is a beer boutique? Uh, the beer boutique is a the newest beer baron in town, as we like to say. Uh, they are located on Regent Avenue West by the Best Western Premier. Uh, they have very, very kindly sponsored our show, uh, and are we are working together to make sure that they carry as many of the beers that we talk about on our show there, and to be as exclusive as they can. But of course, we have a lot of great craft beer uh, stores within the city of Winnipeg that are all fighting for the same product mm-hmm. so thankfully you can kind of see them out, out everywhere but uh i'm a huge fan of the beer boutique it's also like 34 seconds from my house so it makes yeah. it super convenient totally. for me oh, yeah the, uh, the the priority right now is to get all of uh, the pints and growlers beers of the month uh available at beer boutique for 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 sure so that's a great thing you guys are like beer ambassadors right we try, try to, to be. be yeah trying to be <laughs> Okay, so doing the Pints and Growlers podcast, um, it probably pulls the curtain back, you know, so you can learn really what goes into brewing beer. So what are some of the things you guys have learned as you've been, as you crack open a second beer? Great. We have to. Um, We're about that time. I know. Um, What are some of the things you guys have learned that you had no no clue about before when it came to breweries and beer? I think for me, uh, there's two big ones that stand out. One, IBU means nothing. Uh, That's that's still bothers me uh and i don't say bothers me in a bad way it's hard to understand why this number that is printed on the side of every craft beer can really means next to nothing you're looking at um you know what should be a bitter beer and i've had beers that are in the 60s and 70s in the ibu scale meaning it should taste so bitter that you can hardly put it in your mouth because the scale only goes up to 100 and it tastes like fruit juice 
and I've had beers that are at 15 that taste like I'm eating grass. So it's, uh, that's hard for me to wrap my head around because then I look at those numbers and I get excited when it's a higher number. Cause I want to try that bitterness. I want to get that, uh, the bitter kind of squishy face look that's <laughs> <laughs> sometimes anyways, but what's it's, up your taste like? Well, you know, bitter squishy face. <laughs> oh, I get it. I get it. <laughs> it's hard to describe, but you know what I mean? <laughs> I know what you mean. Um, the, the other thing is just kind of, like I said earlier, how, amazing these guys are to each other like you know it's not a competition it's a competition to uh take away from the the big macro brewers so you know you hear about these stories about you know half pints ran out of uh you know red roof uh golden grain and torque's like oh we got you come pick some up and they head down and they pick it up and they might even mill it for them just to make it an easier process and save them some time for because they have to drive over. I, I find that incredible because in my small brain when it came to craft beer, this is a business. And realistically, as a business, you want to outsell your competition. But they aren't. They're they're trying to they want things like like we brought here today a case full of eight different beers that are from eight different breweries, as long as you have one of theirs. I would say um, it's the, the, the thing that I've learned the most about is the brewing process itself and how finicky uh, everything must be, especially when you're trying to mass produce something where you're literally putting a live organism into a tank with a whole bunch of sugar water and you're just... You're just hoping that it's going to turn out the same way every single time. Um, there is a wild yeast known as uh, Britannomyces, which is all of which is in the air everywhere. It's you know on the cups that you drink. It's on your face, it, and it can infect a beer so very easily that it will give the, the uh, that beer many different kinds of off flavors, right? And that's one of the things that why um, sanitation when it comes to brewing is very very important cuz you know when you're when you're cooking at home you always want to wash your hands you want to make sure that your you know your prep station and that everything that you're using right. is clean mm-hmm. but you don't necessarily sanitize that stuff right. whereas in brewing everything has to be a perfectly you know spick and span but then once you get to a certain process in the brewing everything else on top of that has to be sterilized I think the other thing, too, that's crazy about that is there are a lot of beers that specifically use Britannomyces. They're usually, you'll say, Brett on the can. Yeah. You know, you'll see Brett IPAs or Brett Pales. That's that specific yeast. So as much as it's a pain in the ass, pain in the butt, uh, (laughs) (laughs) caught myself that time. (laughs) As much as it's a pain in the butt, people use it. And you get, like, I had uh, a wonderful beer called Kiss Kiss Bang Bang from Low Life Barrel House in Winnipeg. And that beer tasted like bubblegum to me. And it's that Britannomyces. So it there's if it yeah, if if that yeast is cultured and used properly, the amount of wonderful characteristics that you can get out of it will just it, it opens so many doors. It's like a crazy science experiment. You know what I mean? There's a lot of science yep. going goes into it. You know, we're gonna take another little break. We're gonna come back, we're gonna talk more about beer. Uh, and we're going to talk about the beer that we're drinking right now, because I think it's actually fitting from what you guys told me, being movie lovers, that we're drinking this. All right, so we can talk about it when, when we come back. You're on the main ingredient on 680 CJOB and with Kevin Bryan from the Pints and Growlers podcast. Hey, 
everybody. Welcome back to The Main Ingredient. Kevin Bergen here with the guys from the Pints and Growlers podcast, Brian and Kevin. How are you guys? Wonderful. Awesome. Uh, Kevin's a great name, isn't he? It is. You know, That's a little played out, it's my opinion. <laughs> what does that guy know? What does he know? <laughs> All right, so the beer we are drinking right now, or sampling right now, is what? This is uh, MacGuffin California Common from Sucrums. Uh, California Common is a very um, traditional style of beer, would you say, Kev? Yeah, it's a, it's kind of like an old, a very, very old style of beer, but... Very, very malt forward. There is still uh, a fairly good hop characteristic off the side of it or off the tail end of it. Um, I'm a big fan of this beer. This is probably the first beer I had at Sukram's when they first opened and we went to their pre-open. It was before their grand opening. Soft open? Yeah, I guess your soft opening, yeah. But this is this is a great beer that uh, has a great cause. And this is actually the current beer of the month from the Pints and Growlers podcast. Look at that. What do you know about the name? Like from like the movie MacGuffin stuff? Yeah, there you go. Yes, you guys said you're movie buffs, and the name MacGuffin or MacGuffin in a movie, is is that the main character? Is that what that means? No, okay. MacGuffin is, if I remember correctly, it's a twist. Is that what that it's is? It's a twist character, if I remember correctly. I could be wrong. Whatever. I just thought it was interesting <laughs> that, you know, the name is movie related, and you guys, you have a, you know, a movie um, review podcast, and that's how you guys met when you're looking at movies. Yeah, yeah. I just like drinking. Um, no. <laughs> Look at me going all deep. You're like, yeah, it's not that deep. Nah, yeah. <laughs> no, no, that's it's actually I I love Sukrums for that, and I I love Andrew and the team over there because a lot Isn't of their, he a great guy. Oh, he's super oh, he's nice. Wonderful. Like the guy is like gold. Right? Well, what the, like it's the whole craft industry in Winnipeg. Like everybody is so so approachable that if people realize that the brewers were sitting right there, they could tell you exactly start to finish how a beer is made. Literally, but you don't care about it enough. You just want to drink it. Um, no, but all, all of Andrew's beers and the team over there, they're, they're movie-themed. Every mm-hmm. single one of mm-hmm. them. Uh, the, the MacGuffin, the cult classic, the Amity Island, which was my favorite name that they've done because I love yeah, Jaws. They're, they're Hazy Pale Ale. Oh, so good. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. So good. So good. All right, so let's talk about some of the beers that you brought with you. This is, are, these your, are these the beers you're recommending this month? Or you just I bring- would recommend every single one of these beers without question, except for this Burnside, but only because I haven't had it yet. So I'm very excited to okay, get Okay, let's, let's talk about number one. Let's talk about the, uh, two of the local beers you have next. We've talked about uh, Star Stuff from Devil May Care. We've talked about MacGuffin from Sukrams. What's coming up next locally? Uh, so the next local one is from uh, the guys who are our first guest uh, on the Pints and Growlers podcast. Uh, Matt and Perry from Torque. It's the Roundabout English Dark Mild. I've never had that, and I live at Torque. Oh, it it is good. It is a very malty. Um, I wouldn't even call it a winter beer. I know people might. If I, this was year round, which I think they're making it year round now. Yes, so, I won't be upset at all. So uh, Roundabout, <laughs> I, won't is, be, I won't be mad about it. Is going to be one of their uh, one of their core beers, and then they're actually going to be moving the Diesel Fitter. Uh, American stout to a as a, on a seasonal basis. Oh, really? Yeah. Um, so when it comes to uh, English dark milds, I would consider this a gateway beer for people who are you know afraid of dark beers mm-hmm. uh, because it's it's very light, it's crushable, but it still has all those uh, caramely malty flavors, but it. It's very, very, like I said, it's very, very light. It doesn't hit you in the face. Yeah, and it it's doesn't not heavy. hit you in the face. Not, not heavy, and it's, uh, it's not uh, hoppy at all. Right? So this is the beer, if you're having a house party or housewarming, and someone says, nah, I don't want the dark beer, I hate dark beer. This should be your intro to help them get into dark beer. 
Yes, absolutely. And and the color of the beer really has nothing to do with the flavor and and how heavy it is or the hops. Like nowadays, it's a lot different, right? I w- I would say not as heavy. I think uh, we we've talked about this on our show a number of times that people look at something like. Guinness and they see it's black and it's uh you know it's big thick foamy head and they go oh that's a that's a heavy beer and uh you know it's a meal in a can and it's not it uh Guinness is the lightest caloric macro beer that I know of on the market uh calorically to me it is a very smooth drink uh I love Guinness but that's because the Guinness recipe the only thing that's changed is they no longer filter it with fish guts Fun fact. Yeah. yeah. Are you being true. serious? Yeah. yeah. That's oh, yeah. how it was originally filtered. With fish guts? Yeah, up until yeah. about four years ago? Well, it's filtered through the fish guts. Not They didn't just like throw it in the vat. Yeah. <laughs> Either way, that's gross. Yeah. So now it's a vegan beer, uh, no, <laughs> like most beers are. <laughs> I guess not really because it's got yeast. But no, but this uh, this roundabout, it's it's very malty. It's got a lot of, I, I get a lot of like nut flavors from it yes very it's very nutty yes as well i have bought many many a can of roundabout oh, um, even smelling it smells nutty to me mm-hmm. yeah and it's and it's uh, actually yeah, it does, it's light I li- it's actually really good yeah it's only and it's only 21 ibu which is uh again as we've talked about means nothing but uh bitter wise it's fairly low this would be um in a, a canadian version of a of a pub beer that you would go into a pub and mm-hmm. say give me a give me a pint of mild this is what they would give you and it's again it's a canadian equivalent so it's uh a little bit higher in the boozy level but i that's, I that's not a bad thing beer. either bro it's no, not a bad no. thing it just means you can drink six of them instead of 12 of them yeah <laughs> <laughs> that's, the only, that's the only difference okay local beer number we'll call it number four because we've been through three local beer number four kev so this is a uh Codenamed Ghost from Half Pints. This is a uh, New England style uh, India Pale Ale, and this is where you're going to get a lot of your. It's a, it, it's more the style of beer where, how earlier we said that you know this could say 60 IBUs on the can, but it's only going to taste like 30. Mm-hmm. That's because most of the hops that goes into this will actually go later into the recipe. So when it comes to making beer. When you start uh, boiling your wort, which is what uh, the liquid is before you actually make beer, uh, if you add your hops into the early stages of the boil, what happens is though those hops will actually bitter the beer more. Whereas if you would dump a whole bunch of those hops in later on, it will actually add more of the flavor and aroma. So with uh, New England Pale Ales, they're very hazy. You know, you, you can't see light through them. But they're also very, very smooth. They're very citrusy. And uh, the aromatics that come off of a lot of these beers is very, very good. Uh, the reason why I always recommend Codename Ghost to um, people in the city is because this is probably the most drinkable and most crushable New England Pale Ale. You love that word, don't you? I do. That you can get in, in Winnipeg. Um, Kilter Juicy is an absolutely amazing uh, New England Pale Ale, but I always recommend this one first because the recipe for this one has ver- changed very, very little in its uh, since its inception, and this one has always been very uh, consistent, I guess you could say. How much beer do you guys think you've drank in the name of this podcast? Well, All we right. sampled 18 on the last recording of the episode. So. No, dude, dude. How, how, long have, how long have we been doing this? 
It was 21. It's 21? Yeah. Uh, we are on... But who's epi- counting? <laughs> I was. <laughs> There's a story behind that, but we'll go into that after. Uh, I We have done 23 episodes yes. since we first started, uh, and we average about six to eight beers per episode. Wow. There, there are some outlier episodes where we go significantly higher than that, double or triple that amount, but... Because, you know what, again, when you're going to a brewery, and we've just uh, talked about um, the guys who own these breweries, so welcoming, mm-hmm. so willing to share information, it's hard to go there for like just an, half an hour or an hour, because it turns into a really big social event. You know what I mean? You're talking to them, and next thing you know, you know them, they're your friends, and you stay there half the day. Well, we've, and we've, like I said, we've had nothing but great experiences. I mean, uh, the, the guys at Torque, it's... Uh, well, for Kevin, it always was a, a second home. Kevin, if you have, if you ever want to meet uh, Kevin Wearsma from the Pints and Growlers podcast, you just got to be at the bar at Torque. <laughs> don't don't call know. his house. No, no, just just go to Torque around like three thirty on a Friday. Uh, he's sitting at the bar and he's trying whatever's new, uh, or he's over at Half Pints and on his way to Torque. It's one of the two. Um, but but for real, it was uh, Kevin. Like Torque was our intro, and I mean everything is. Anytime they make something new. Uh, they they want us down there trying it, or they're texting us about it and telling us all about it and saying, you know, you got to come try this next time you're through. I mean, they let us brew a beer with them. They're not dumb. They're awesome. They're great guys. But Seriously. It, oh, it's it's incredible. But then even when we go, I mean, this is this is their the their love and labor. So they've they've put their heart and soul into these cans, and they want they're they're proud of it, and they want to show it off. And they want people talking about it, and they want you buying this over your case of Bud Light. So for them, this this can of beer may cost a dollar fifty or two dollars to make, and it's sold for three fifty or four bucks. But for them, having it talked about on the main ingredient on Pints and Growlers podcast means the world because that's how people here go and pick up this can rather than going pick up your regular two four of of you know. Miller Lite because it's cheaper. All right. Okay, we're going to take another break. When we come back, we're going to go through our last four beers. Okay, I'm really curious to see what you guys have brought here. It's Kevin Bergen on the main ingredient. I'm talking to Kevin and Brian from the Pints and Growlers podcast here on 680 CJOB. Hey everybody, welcome back to the last segment of the main ingredient, Pints and Growlers podcast. Kevin and Brian are in the house. We were reviewing beers before the break. We are down to our last two? Four. four. Our last four. Last four. All right. So these are Canadian beers, not necessarily local. No. The ones that you've discovered on your many travels. Yeah. And part of our travels are, we're very lucky. We met uh, uh, Brendan. He's from uh, an agency called Tap and Rail who imports beers. Uh, and he's been on our show now uh, once with another episode coming up. Hang on, is, the, the Tap and Rail is what? Tap and Rail is an agency. Uh, Brendan is really the main guy. He's he's the head of Tap and Rail. He is Tap and Rail. Uh, he brings in breweries, uh, beer from breweries uh, outside of Winnipeg. Uh, generally, a lot in Ontario, a lot in BC. So he's a beer agent? He's a beer agent. Beer agent, yeah. What a great job. Right? Dude. And beer agent slash beer distributor. Oh, yeah. that's awesome. Yeah, and he, he will not represent a beer he hasn't tried. Uh, and we sent him home the last time we met with him with uh, a, a palette of stuff that we were a big fan of. So hopefully we can get some more of that here. But all uh, f- two of these beers are from him. Two of them are from beers that we uh, from breweries we interviewed on the Pints and Growlers podcast. So 
I'll do Brendan's tap and rail stuff. Uh, I'll let Kevin do uh, the stuff we have and we talked about on our show a little bit. But the first one is uh, Phantom Year of the Unicorn. Great can. Uh, oh, I love this can. I purchased this beer because of this and can. And I love that sound of the cracking beer. He's cracking oh, beer as you're talking. That's perfect because this is the beer I wanted to try. <laughs> um, so this is the, uh, for people who have listened to our show, this is the uh, double IPA Indian food beer. That, oh, uh, that's the one you don't eat with Indian food. Yeah, this is the one that Kevin, uh, oh, and I bought it. I texted Kevin. I showed him the can. I said, look at this can. And he went, oh, my God, that beer is terrible. It tastes like cough medicine. I'm still, drink- I'm still drinking my roundabout. All right, no worries. <laughs> uh, so we, I laughed, and I bought this can. But this is uh, uh, from a brewery called Phantom in uh, Vancouver. Can I see that can? Yeah, absolutely can. Uh, it is I a double can. IPA. <laughs> Get it. Um, Year of the Unicorn is uh, it's a double IPA. Uh, I'll let Kevin explain what the difference between an IPA and a double IPA is, but I'll give a little bit of a background on Phantom. Phantom is very similar for people in Winnipeg who know uh, Kilter. They do a very similar thing where they make a beer when that season's done, that beer ends, and they may or may not bring it back. So I am a huge fan of Phantom. I think they make some very incredible... Uh, tasty, juicy uh, IPAs, double IPAs, triple IPAs, um, amazing, amazing beers. He doesn't have enough words to describe how much he likes this beer, eh? Juicy, amazing, <laughs> just going on. It's obviously good beer. I like adjectives. <laughs> adjectives, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> so uh, what a double IPA is, is it's basically, it's going to be a uh, a more bitter, a more hoppy, and a an all-around bigger beer. It's going to have a lot more... Uh, a lot higher alcohol. So the average uh, double IPA can range anywhere from 6% alcohol by volume to pretty much close to 8.5, 9. 9 is pushing it into imperial uh, territory. When you have a, whether it's a, an imperial IPA, uh, an imperial stout, uh, pretty much in a, in any sort of imperial style beer, that just means that it's... Uh, it's going to knock your socks off with not only flavor, but the amount of alcohol that it has in it. You, typically, uh, Imperials are anything that is 8% or higher. Whenever I think of Imperial, I think of Imperial Margarine. So now you've actually changed <laughs> what that what that means to me now. Thank you very much. Well, mine's the Imperials from Star Wars, but that's me. Movie guy. All right, number two. Give it up. Oh, man, this beer's a... This beer's pretty good. See, I'm, so, I told you, I'm still drinking Roundabout. You guys are like, this is an orange dust. juice beer. This is not fair. So this is the Burnside Blood Orange Ale from uh, Medicine Hat Brewing Company. Sometimes I have to read the side of the can just to re- remember what I'm looking at. <laughs> it's uh, not a bad thing. Got so, to do what you got to do. So uh, this is actually our current episode that's out. So for every episode of the Pints and Growlers podcast that we release, we do a giveaway. Every single episode. And obviously you're giving away beer. No. No. Illegally, we can't give away beer. Oh. What, yeah. what do you give away? Silly laws. Um, <laughs> Silly government. <laughs> uh, usually we will give away, or sorry, the brewery will give away uh, merchandise. So for the uh, Medicine Hat Brewing episode, they're giving away two specialty growlers that you cannot buy anymore, like mm-hmm. at all. They're, they're completely gone. Uh, two glasses, a gift card, and a hat. Oh, cool. Th- this is a contest I've already texted uh, my co-host here if I can enter, and he won't let me. No. The nerve I, of this guy. I want I want those growlers. Like, those growlers are absolutely beautiful. They're, they are painted uh, pop-top growlers. But it wouldn't look good if you, you know, won your own prize. It's just, I mean, it's, it's just, just not a good look. Slightly frowned right. upon. You know, yeah, it's a little odd. 
So because we love our audience so much, we are sacrificing us actually owning these growlers because we will never get our hands on them and giving them to our, our audience. And usually the easiest way, or actually the only way for you to enter in on uh, our giveaways is we have a bracket during every show mm-hmm. where we'll ask the brewer a whole bunch of different styles and they pretty much have to whittle it down to one single one. Uh, all you have to do is email us the or uh, direct message us on Instagram, the winner of the bracket, before the next episode releases, and then you're entered into the draw. Oh, look at that. It's a little test to make sure you're listening to the podcast through and through. You guys right, right? are marketing geniuses. I love it. Um, are we on number three? Number three. So, um, Oh, this is a can I like. Uh, this is a beautiful can. You know, and, and my cup's empty, just so you know. You can talk oh, about no. it. You need this, Ooh, one. this one. You need that one. You need this, this is, one, yes. That, that uh, the Burnside Blood the Orange. The Burnside Blood Orange I haven't had before, and I am going to go and buy some on my way home. Yeah, Because uh, we recently discovered today that you can now buy Medicine Hat Brewing Company beers in Winnipeg. Mm. Yeah, so. I uh, dig this. This is all right. Hey, orange yeah. juice. This isn't fair. It literally is. <laughs> this is a breakfast beer. So, I love uh, that breakfast beer. So this Never one is really the uh, Nemesis IPA from Zero Issue Brewing. Uh, Zero Issue Brewing is out of Calgary, Alberta. And this is probably one of my favorite out-of-province IPAs. It's very, it's very fruity, uh, yet it also has a little bit of the uh, dank and pininess of a... It's, it's kind of like a little a, bit of the what? The dank and pininess. Dank? What's dank? Uh, it's it's a it's a flavor. <laughs> it's uh, when when you start to get a little bit more into the 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 way well, I would he, he kind of danced when he was saying yeah, yeah, he yeah. likes it. Right? Uh, it's the it's the the more bitter flavors, mm-hmm. the the harsher bitter flavors is what I would describe as dank. Are you yeah, in agreement? Kinda. Yeah, kind of. Yeah. All right. Yeah. A dank beer. You, when you drink a dank beer, you'll know. You'll be like, "Yep, that's dank." <laughs> I'm sorry. How's that go again? <laughs> I do it all. That's time. a regular sound effect on the Pints <laughs> so, and Growlers podcast. And so, one of the things about Zero Issue Brewing is they are a uh, comic book themed brewery. So, every single one of their cans is done by an artist in um, in comic book theme. Man, my two fingers messed you up, didn't it? Yeah. Like, man, this guy's hurrying. He's hurrying me up, yeah. and I got a lot to say about this beer. Uh, this last beer is from Whitewater Brewing in Ottawa Valley, Ontario. Uh, this actually won our. No, I don't want to say that. Um, this beer is one of the best beers that I've had this year. Uh, it's a peanut butter shake, peanut butter stout. Um, I can only describe it as it tastes like a peanut butter caramel milkshake in a can. That's of beer. also beer. Yeah. All right. So, Pints and Growlers podcast. How do people get a hold of you guys? I need your social media, I need your website. You know, I need your social insurance number, whatever you want to give up. How do people get a hold of you guys? And I'm sure people can get a, you know, maybe say they want to get a hold of you to uh, maybe a beer recommendation. Maybe they want your to pick your brains on certain things. Or maybe they just want to find out, you know, listen to your podcast. How do they do it? So the easiest way to uh, get in touch with us is add us or uh, follow us on Instagram at Pints and Growlers Podcast. Uh, you can also uh, email us at pintsandgrowlerspodcast at gmail.com or hit us up at our website, pintsandgrowlerspodcast.com. And uh, all three of those ways uh, to contact us is also how you will enter in any of our contests. And we will give you many, many different um, re- recommendations for beers, whatever you're, whatever all day you're long. feeling. All day long. All day long. Um, what if I'm a brewer and I want to be on your show? 
Email's probably the best way. Um, thankfully, with the wonderful world of technology, we both get access to that email. Um, we have access to our schedule. We do have access to uh, phone interviews, although we would much prefer to go down to your brewery uh, and experience it firsthand because I think both the beer and the tap room really do go hand in hand. No, and I agree. You're doing yourself a disservice if you're doing it over the phone because it's nice to just experience it. It's nice for the brewer to talk about it. It's nice to have the beer in your hand, taste it. Everybody's into that, right? Well, it's the, it's the way to get the freshest of the beer from the brewery. We're not saying it because we're greedy and we want beer. Yeah. It's just because we <laughs> want to bring the, the best experience to you. I'm sure that's what you guys want, right? Exactly. Perfect. All right. Thank you all for tuning into the main ingredient today on 680 CJOB. Thanks to my guests, Brian and Kevin, from the Pints and Growlers podcast. Thanks for having us. Thank you. No problemo. Uh, if you want to catch earlier episodes or this episode of the main ingredient, you can do so on iTunes, Google Play, and Spotify. Uh, again, we'll catch you next week here on the main ingredient on 680 CJOB. 